Welcome back, everyone, to Brown Bag Bets, powered by Betsperts. We are your daily dose of quick hit handicapping and sports betting picks. I'm Alex Christensen, and joining me, as always, the only person in Canada allowed inside of Tim Hortons, Mr. Andy Molitor. How did you get up there? Do you have like a secret underground tunnel to Timmy H's? You know, I've brought this up before, and looks like I'm going to actually drop Matt here because his camera's being goofy. There it's back. Um, there were like five Tim Hortons in Minneapolis that just didn't work. Like people like, ah, we like Dunkin'. Like uh, we like Starbucks. We're not buying your weird Canadian Java. So no, but uh, yeah, speaking of Canada, I had this up last night. Like this is a, this is a classic. One of the ones I won't ever delete from our, our banks in there for backgrounds. Cause I do love the abandoned Timmy's, but yeah, Matt Russell joining us again as we playoff hockey, not only playoff hockey, but I'm like undefeated in playoff hockey. I'm sitting on a Carolina twenty to one, a Carolina eighteen to oh, one. Wow. So I'm a big, big Canes fan. But also, I I made a joke last night as I was, I was trying to find something along the lines of like uh, the old series prices, series totals they would have, where you could bet like, you know, Canes in a sweep. I did end up finding that, but I was looking for it in a certain book, and the, all they had was like alt lines. So I bet Canes minus two and a half at like plus three fifteen. And sure. didn't really actually pay attention to the second half of the game. And sure enough, I think it was an empty netter. Cashed her an empty netter. So, again, I continue to win bets in sports that I don't really bet. Um, sometime that's coming for me eventually. But uh, right now, just I'm running hot in hockey. How have you – it's been a few days already. So, we've what we started over the weekend. How's your playoff hockey been going so far? Great, actually. Yeah, we've been we've been spending the entire regular season. I think last time I was on with you guys, we talked about the variance, the randomness, just the brutalness of three on three and shootout, right? To settle settle some of these bets where we make you know we build our handicap on five on five play, and then all of a sudden we just have this race of three on three and then the shootout. Well, guess what? We're back to five on five overtime and three and one in those overtimes. Basically, every game's gone to overtime, so. You know, we're sitting on a razor's edge here a little bit, but nice to see at least at the start that, you know, the handicapping that we're doing with regards to five-on-five play actually translates to overtime. So when you get to that point, you know, you're not sitting there going like, oh, like I can't believe, you know, two-on-one after two-on-one. You actually have to generate a high-danger chance in order to score in overtime. So that's worked out here a little bit uh, as we've started here. But it's been, I mean, listen, it's been incredibly fun. You guys are fired up. We've got Tim Hortons on. Noops has, you know, a perfect hockey flow right now. You look like you've just put in a two-minute penalty kill at this point <laughs> with the beard and the flow. Like Andy, you've got more of like an assistant, you've got more of like an assistant coach vibe right now. So, you know, maybe you and, and Noops have been working on your penalty kill a little bit over the last few days. Uh, but I dig it. And uh, and yeah, it's been going really, really well here. Now, Andy mentioned he's got a Carolina ticket. And you and I were talking before the show. I've got a Tampa Bay ticket. Looks like one of us might end up being happy. Which one of us has a better chance, in your opinion? Who should be more excited? Yeah, so I describe this as, uh, listen, guys, who's your favorite actress? Because, you know, we got, this is a Lawrence Robbie situation, right? Where we got Jennifer Lawrence. That's the Tampa Bay Lightning, right? Big, uh, you know, everybody saw them coming, you know, winning awards like eight, ten years ago. But now everybody loves the Carolina Hurricanes, right? And, you know, they're kind of the hot thing. They're Margot Robbie in The Wolf of Wall Street. And so 
Both are really good. I would watch any of them do anything at this point. Bad news is, in the case of the hockey version of these uh, of this example, we got to deal with these two teams in the next round. So, I mean, Carolina's got the easier run into the next round. I don't think Florida is necessarily dead for Tampa Bay yet. So, you know, that's a bit problematic. Obviously, I'd rather a Carolina 20 to 1 ticket. If I had to rob one of you of, of your futures tickets, I would probably take the Carolina one just based on value. But listen, this Tampa Bay team, you know, it's got a lot of people scared. And I think that's one of the more interesting games tonight. Yeah, I'm excited to watch that. We'll see how it goes, Andy. So it'll be fun for us if they both make it through to the next round. You know, so at, at, go ahead, Andy. Well, and yeah, and, and I looked at adding other futures as well, and then I realized like once you do the re, there's gonna be reseeding after the first two rounds, and I just threw my hands up and I said, I'm I'm done. Like the amount of uncertainty, I don't even know. Like you, you could possibly model, you know, all the different permutations of that, but then you're you're looking at so many different things from so many different pods. You have all the different, you know possibilities from the four pods because they can change you know one one you have one low seed that comes out of a pod and it changes the matchup all of a sudden the team that you wanted to be against a lower seed was end up playing a better team in the semifinals so i'm just steering away from that i'm sticking to my sticking to my carolina bats i'm just right one down 15 to go we ride on yeah carolina's like, in a good and, spot right oh good yeah Oh, sorry. I was going to say Carolina is in a good spot because they are in that reseeding. They're tucked nicely underneath those two teams in the West, Colorado and Vegas. And so, you know, we come into the playoffs. Everybody always looks for the underdog because it's the NHL playoffs and the underdogs win. But it's really more of, and I have this sort of theory, underdogs early favorites late, right? Because you're going to see teams that pull off upsets in the first round. But I actually think it, the whole reseeding thing kind of creates a little more certainty in a weird way for the Colorado Avalanche. And I think that actually created some value going into this playoff because people kind of skip past that first level and they get into that second tier and they're like, you know, which of these double digit, um, you know, futures do I want to take a play on here? You kind of skip past Colorado and they've got it set up the best because they're going to face whatever Cinderella team. And you're right. You know, there's going to be one of them that comes out of the first two rounds. They're going to face that team a lot of years you're right that cinderella team they just happen to face you know whoever's in the east or the west whatever you know conference they're in and they're sitting there now going like oh we have to play like the best team possible if we survive our first two rounds i think that sets up nicely for colorado and so this i think is a year where you know you'd want to grab a colorado future at plus 500 plus 450 before the tournament started you know it's going to dip a little bit here but i think it's still kind of in range and we saw last night that colorado is a force to be reckoned with and i think has a easier path than the market necessarily thinks that they do yeah, yeah i didn't i watched some preview yeah I, I watched a few previews and tried to catch up and figure out like i said the other day i was even to the point where i was confused thinking that vancouver was in the playoffs because of what was on <laughs> you know like i go to this i go to the score bug i'm like well that doesn't make a lot of sense but i, I did try to catch up a little and boy yeah everybody that's like everybody's team. Everybody has Colorado in the finals. That's such a tough. I mean, they the very tough second round match against the Wild, but it'll be it'll be fine. I, I guess if they can get past them. I'm just I'm just penciling them in. Now. I'm calling I'm calling Vegas dead at this point. I think I believe they play. That's that's the late game, and maybe that's why I didn't pay attention to Colorado. They were, it was the late game. I, I was in bed. 
<laughs> yeah, it, it was a struggle. And fortunately, we were able to get to bed a little bit early once they took a two-goal lead because St. Louis wasn't coming back. Man, I love your Wild. I, I've got series price on the, at the Wild at plus 215. I was on them in game one. You know, I think we can talk about that game if you like tonight, but... Um, that's part of it, right? I think Colorado, there's a, at least a decent chance that Colorado faces the Wild in round two, which kind of takes out what everybody thinks is like the dream matchup against Vegas. Well, you know, we don't often get that dream matchup, right? We don't get it ever in the in March Madness. We almost never get it in the Super Bowl. There's no guarantees we're going to get it here. And obviously Minnesota getting game one, really a must-win game here tonight for Vegas. But, you know, I, I, again, that that makes that road a little bit more paved for Colorado if the Wild are able to do that. And again, like, I'm backing the Wild. I think there's a real chance that they win that series. Yeah, I mean, they're not – they didn't have the measure of success against Colorado as they had against Vegas, obviously. But it's not like the Wild exactly. are a bad team, but still, uh, Colorado's probably the best team out in the West. Or maybe – I mean, the, I think the markets would agree. Are they just betting favorite? Like, pretty much chalk everywhere? Yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, there's some places here in Canada that will have the Leafs as the favorite, but that is just a, <laughs> of course that is do. a blatant uh, homerism and just taking Leaf money in uh, hand over fist. But that's, you know, recreational book, you know, just nonsense, basically. But yeah, I mean, Vegas is right behind Colorado. And that's, I think, helped to create some of that that value uh, on Colorado in that Vegas is so, so close to them in the big picture, but also in the same division. Sure. Um, yeah, let's get into tonight's games. And yeah. I am looking at the same score bug, and I am going to just skip over the Flames and Canucks game, who have like what? another couple games. Apparently, that was a that game. There was like fourteen goals in the last one, but we will skip over that. Islanders took a one nothing lead. That's we know a couple Islanders fans. They're very fatalist. Like they they're yes. very very sure they're always going to lose. Um, I proclaim my favorite player was Cal Clutterbuck. If I had to draft one player to start my team with last night. So I guess I'm a secondhand Islanders fan, but yeah, they got it done. Penguins are still a decent favorite tonight. Are we, uh, did we see a lot of that? We're just like the, the game ones didn't go the way we thought they were going to. And how does that, uh, how does that affect, especially these games that are like, this is, I, I, I didn't realize too, it was still two, two, one, one, one. I thought it was right. like two, three, two series. So it's like, man, this is important. If you drop the second one at home, like the penguins are kind of dead. Yeah, and, and I frame these two games, both that the Vegas game and, and the Penguins game, as kind of the same thing, right? Where I was, again, I have both series prices on the Isles and the Wild. They're sort of my two underdog plays for these series. So obviously I was on them in game one. And as you guys know, the price isn't going to change from one game to the next, right? The price is going to get beat into position. Uh, the Wild opened plus 155 in that first game, jumped all over that. It was plus 135 by the time the puck dropped. And so now you see there's been a little bit of adjustment back towards plus 140, 145 in, you know, probably because it's like you know, between Pittsburgh needing to win and Vegas needing to win. They're not going to make that huge adjustment just because one team won in overtime, because the reality is it's the NHL and these teams are really, really evenly matched. And so I'll ask you guys, when it comes to, you know, you know we get into the NBA playoffs and the NHL playoffs and you'd be betting series prices along with your game prices. You know, I'm obviously looking to grab game ones because I think they're mispriced, right? In the same way that I think the series is mispriced. But we get to game two, and it's almost like I don't even really want to bet the Isles or the Wild, even if I think that there's an 
edge here because I've already invested into the series price. And if they can take these two road games to start, then I'm sitting pretty. Like, where do you guys stand with kind of just going back to the well, kind of no matter what? If, say, you know, the Blazers take the first game and you've got the Blazers in a series price in the NBA, are you just going right back in or are you sitting back on, like, if we could take this second game, you know, that's pretty much all I need to see here when it comes to my series bet. What do you, what do you guys think? Yeah, I mean, it has to be – I try to separate the two, I guess. I always yeah. have trying to separate the two. If there's value, I'd bet it. Like, if my numbers say there's value, I would bet it. You know, anybody yeah. modeling or making their own numbers. But at the same time, I kind of say that, like, if there's value, bet it, but there's likely not going to be just because they they do get these prices pretty close to where they should be and there's not a big change. You know, unless, unless you think a team is just – going to be completely mispriced for an entire series, then you're right. probably going to bet them every single game. So it's almost the case of you're betting game one, it gets adjusted properly, and then you're done. You're betting yeah. no games, or you're betting every single game because you just can't understand why the market disagrees so strongly with you. So that's probably where I'm at. And the NBA is a little different because it is a you know less of a money line, but you know it's not a money line sport like hockey or baseball. You, you can bet right. some spreads in there where you know you can say that these this money line, the money line and spread are correlated but not always completely where you can say like you know i I do think these spreads are a little big even though this underdog might get swept yeah so i think like the islanders and the wild like they still have some value it's obviously come off a little bit but i also and i don't know if a lot of people do this but i also make an adjustment if you know a team has lost in the previous game in the in the playoffs like i consider that very you know almost more important than like home ice advantage right because again we're all just kind of guessing what home ice advantage home field advantage home court advantage might mean when it comes to these different matchups for me it's the same thing with regards to like did you lose the last game or in this case the first game at home like i expect pittsburgh to come out like a house on fire tonight same thing with vegas does that mean they're going to actually win the game no we saw with boston yesterday does it mean you're going to win the game? No, you probably find yourself in overtime the same way that you did in game one. But from a metric standpoint, their expected goals four, five on five doubled from the first game to the second game. So that means something. And is it, why did it double? I mean, I'd like to think because they were quote unquote, and it's, you know, narrative based or cliche, but I'd like to think it was because they were the more desperate team. But again, does that get you anywhere? It got them to overtime and they ended up winning in overtime. But for me, looking at the metrics, like their five on five numbers were so much better than game one because they needed to be. And so you just kind of hope that the chips fall your way there if you're looking to kind of predict that situation, right? And so I bet the Bruins again going like, I think they're going to have more high danger chances. They're going to have more expected goals. Whether the puck goes in or not, kind of out of my hands, I think at that point, right? So that's the situation for those two games. But the Florida and Tampa game tonight, I think is the more interesting one because Florida got themselves in trouble when they forked over a ton of cash for a goaltender by the name of Sergei Bobrovsky. And then they found out like less than a year into that massive investment that he's not actually that good. And so what's happened for the Panthers this season is their backup goaltender has like come up out of nowhere. And throughout the season, like whispers turned into conversation. He's kind of better. And so what do you do, right? You spent, 50 million dollars on a guy but you're going to sit him in game one well they didn't and tampa took advantage of that and i don't know that we're necessarily blaming bobrovsky for that loss in game one you know tampa scored three out of their four power plays right and they and they scored a a shorthanded goal that's kind of an outlier type situation well florida 
goes, you know what? That's enough. That's all we needed to see. We're going to the backup, Chris Dreger. And I think that's making tonight's game probably the most interesting on the board because everybody's looking at Tampa Bay and going, man, like they're back. Kucherov and Stamkos, you know, Kucherov sat out the whole season, a little controversy there. But, you know, everybody's looking at this team going like defending Stanley Cup champions, like have their guys back. But again, from a metric standpoint, they didn't have the advantage five on five in that first game. And they came back from four, three down to win five, four. But again, the even strength metrics didn't favor Tampa Bay. They got four special teams goals, right? It's like getting two special teams touchdowns in a football game and then expecting to replicate that the next day. So you're getting Florida with a better goaltender, a more solid goaltender at this point, which I think obviously means that that there's some value on Florida. We've seen the price move from plus 110 to minus 105 because of it. So this isn't like, you know, breaking news necessarily. But in a money line sport, like what matters is do they win or do they not? And we're talking about a 15 cent line move kind of right, right around even money. So like I would still bet it at minus 105. I have still bet at minus 105. And the other interesting thing is the total has moved up because they scored nine goals in that game collectively. And so the total's gone from five and a half up to six, but we're actually getting a better goaltender for Florida in this second game. So I think a little bit of an over-adjustment there. And so um, I'd be looking at under six as far as a total is concerned in this game, and I'm betting Florida uh, minus 105, even minus 110 if you find it there. Anything sort of near pick em. I think Florida evens the series tonight against Tampa Bay. Beautiful. And it, Andy, we can't hear you for some reason. You might be muted. Oh, I am. I, I'm muted because I was typing very loudly. But yeah, I was going to say, I kind of wanted to bet that under before I even said it, just because of the, you know, like, oh, if we're going to put in a better goaltender and there's a shitload of goals and and also like just the narrative, oh, it's a really, really good team and they won the cup last year. So I'm down with that. Um, yeah, before we let you go, tell people where they can find your stuff. I'll put your Twitter handle up on here. But yeah, uh, you do a podcast as well. It's right behind you. That's right. Well, you can find it at Betsperts, uh, the underscore window underscore podcast, but you can find the window podcast anywhere you get your podcasts, Apple, Spotify, Google Play, the whole gang. Uh, daily podcast, not unlike this one, obviously a little bit content, you know, different, uh, focus a little bit more on hockey, obviously football, basketball, once we get, you know, those things rolling around again. And uh, had a little NBA preview today out there. So you can check that out uh, over at the window sports betting podcast. So, and I put a banner up, but I guess if you're listening to a podcast, maybe I should. It's M Russ Authentic, M R U S S Authentic on Twitter. And we thank Matt for joining us. And uh, yeah, best of luck with all your hockey and everything you're betting. And uh, yeah, follow him over there. Check out the Window Podcast. Check him out on Betsperts. And uh, yeah, let's go. Uh, I don't know which team do you need to win. Doesn't matter. Um, go, 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 wild, Canes. Man, the wild. Come on. Okay, go, go, wild. go, wild. Uh, I guess they could, they'll meet later on. Whatever. We'll get there. Go, Canes for now for me. But yes, thanks a lot, Matt. And we'll, uh, we'll see you again. Thanks, fellas. Pleasure as always. Mr. Noops has been doing some digging overnight as we started to talk about how my bet ended up because I was looking for a series bet. And you found a bunch of fun stuff in the playoff series for the NBA. I'm going to pull this up now. I don't love the formatting. I might have to yell at the developers over there, too. I yell at the Betsperts developers, but I'm going to yell at the uh, WinBet developers, too. Like, I hate these long, like, they put so much space in there to make it so small. But as you can see. They're all separate boxes. There should be an option, like, series price. There's all of them. Yeah. 
so it's just some of the some of the serious prices and obviously we don't have all of them there's some we have to have the play-ins yet but uh yeah the heat getting about two to one against the bucks the knicks hawks is about even uh nuggets blazers even ish nuggets a little bit favored and then obviously the clippers big favorite over the mavs but you had a look on a series handicap you wanted to hit on real quick or no, it was an exact series price. Exact series price. And I, I do have another one. I don't know if you saw I added it late, but we can just oh, talk I'll about that one. And I'll, I'll put a banner. But, um, yeah, those series prices in general, they've moved around just a little bit. You know, if you grab the heat and open, I think there was some plus 270s, plus 280s out there. They're just tough series prices to wrap my head around. Uh, Miami coming in really, really flat. You know, as I start to look at some of my numbers, I think there was actually – um, some value on the Milwaukee number. It got close to, I think, minus 230, 240 at one point. But they started to settle at a point where that price looks right to me. I keep seeing tweets about the Knicks being plus money in that series somewhere. If you have that, you should play that for a little bit. I don't have that. I haven't seen it. I don't know where it is. Um, maybe someone's just lying on the internet. That's perfectly fine. But People as I start to look at that series specifically with the Knicks, I think there's a lot of value in this price here on the Knicks to win the series 4-3. to three. That basically means that they're going to win in New York in Game 7. As I start to look at the back and forth here, I just I see a really competitive series. I see a series where home teams I think are going to be really comfortable and probably win most of those games. Um, the Knicks have been good against the Hawks, but the Hawks are finally starting to get healthy here. They'll have some time to kind of get everybody right. From a matchup perspective, You know, I think it'll be interesting to see how Trey Young does against the Knicks guards. Yes, the Knicks have very talented guards, but defensively, you know, they're not the most fantastic players in the world. But... You know, we've got two teams here. They've got rim protectors. You know, Julius Randle, I think, should do really nice. At the same time, Bogdan Bogdanovich might be able to do well on the other side. Again, just a very competitive series. And as I look at it, I think I'm just going to be looking to back the teams at home for most of these games. We'll see. I haven't gotten myself to the point of betting the Knicks in game one yet. But really like this look at 4-3, um, plus 450. I'd have this closer to plus 350 myself. So plus 400 or better looks good to me. I'll play that for – I think I put half a unit on that one. I like an exact score price. And yes, I did find your other one. It was our Trailblazers laying a game and a half in a closely lined series. You're going to lay a game and a half. You're saying, you know, 4 2, 4 4 1, or a sweep, God forsake, which would be something wild. But um, you, it's basically doesn't, Blazers win, doesn't go seven. Yeah, Blazers in 4-2 four, four or better, you know, we basically have the – we get a win here if the Blazers win at home in game six. You know, remember, make sure you go back and look to see what the different scenarios are. You know, as I talked about with Knicks 4-3, that means the Knicks win in game seven in Madison Square Garden. I think the Blazers can close this series out in game six or sooner. The Nuggets, without Jamal Murray, really don't have the guards to cover both McCollum and Dame Willard at the same time. You know, guys like – um Norm Powell, guys like Carmelo Anthony, not the big name he used to be, but I think those guys will find a lot of success against some of the, the Nuggets um, wings. Yusuf Nurkic is someone that is competitive with Jokic. They used to be teammates. Um, I think that that series is going to be a really tough one for Denver again without Jamal Murray. So happy to back the Blazers here. You know, again, I don't love them from a series price perspective. So I tend to find more value in some of these derivatives. So we'll go Knicks 4-3, Blazers minus one and a half games, plus 190. Um, this one, again, I would make close to like plus 150. So play that down to like plus 175. And we have a surprise to end the show. Bit of bit of a surprise. This is Noobs hit me right before the show and said, get a banner ready. It's like, we don't have prices yet, but I'm going to make a bet. 
and it's our girl. It's Coco. Corey Goff just opened up. It's not open everywhere. Very limited spots where you can bet this. In fact, where you bet this, you have a 19 and a half. I put a 20 up because I feel like it's trending that way anyway. You bet a 19 and a half minus 120. Coco and Camilla Georgie. So, I mean, so assuming you're fine with a 20. Yeah, I, you know, as always, I try to talk about what I would play these up to because I know the offerings here can be pretty variable. Um, certain books have really nice totals offerings, others do not. I'm just trying to look up and see what it is other places. Again, I was able to get a 19 and a half. I expect this to be 20, 20 and a half most places. Um, you know, as I start to look right now, it was a couple other books that not a lot of people have access to. You know, 20 and a half looks like it opened. Um, you know, just about there. So 20, 20 and a half, even juice is good. 21 and a half and a little less than standard juice is just fine by me. The over two and a half sets um, was actually able to do a little better than this. But again, I expect it to be in the plus 180 or plus 185 range when it does open up everywhere else. I would play this down to plus 165, plus 160. I just, I think that Camilla Georgie here is a player that is very up and down. She has played pretty good in that first match. I think she could be competitive. We've seen Goff be comfortable in getting into seven, five, seven, six sets. I'm actually going to look at some point when derivatives start to open up on this. Yes, on a tiebreaker. If you have that at plus 200 or, or better, and I think we might get a plus 250 or something like that when it does open, that's going to be a nice look. So we're going to play our Goff Georgie's over. We're going back to the stack. Yeah, Kyle mentioned there, Bovada's plus 195. So that's where it is open right now. If you have access to Bovada, that's where the 19 and a half and the plus 195 is. But I'm trying to be fair to everyone else again. 20, 20 and a half at standard juice is great. Two and a half sets, play that down to plus 160. Really like both of these numbers. I think we'll see a competitive match here. What a way to close the show with our Corey Goff. And the best part about this, too, is like, and yeah, surfaces will change and whatever, but it's one of those that you can play all year. Like, as long as the numbers don't go to go to hell on us, there's always going to be women's tennis totals that we can stack up. So I enjoy that for sure. Uh, I don't know. I, I I really, like you said, I doubt it's up at win bet, but if you can find that, that's a good way to use your $500 risk-free bet. Links are in the pinned tweet. Follow us at Brown Bag Bets on Twitter. If you're in the YouTube, give me a thumbs up because that's that's my lifeblood. I, I'm sustained by thumbs up and, and Twitter likes. Andy it's the only, only thing that keeps me going um, throughout throughout the day. Do it for me. Don't let me don't let me wither smile. away. So keep otherwise, yeah, nice we'll call it a day. Um, golf guest tomorrow. Um, basketball guest Thursday. Probably a baseball guest Friday. We'll just do a bunch of different sports. Lean on other people. I'm going to have uh, Approaching the Green tonight, Deep Dive tomorrow. We did Deep Dive last night with some more hockey talk. We'll do Deep Dive NBA playoffs version tomorrow. So a lot more content this week. And uh, thanks for joining us this morning. Thanks for hopping in the chat, everyone but Kyle. And we'll catch you <laughs> real quick. Bet365 has 19.5 on golf. I know that well, is one of those that's very tough. If you are in, the if you have a 19.5, play that for a little more. That's like a 1.5 to you to play for me. Yeah, that's a pretty good number. We, I was, I was surprised because I asked, would you, would you be okay with the twenty? Like, I'd love a twenty. So, twenty. Right. Yes, twenty and a half. It's like twenty and a half. That sounds fine. <laughs> nineteen and a half. Oh yeah, that's what I oh. said. So yeah, so nineteen and a half. Killer. Let's pound it. Two unit play for me. Whatever. Let's get weird. Women's tennis. 
overnight. When is that match real quick before I hit the music? Uh, that'll be early in the morning tomorrow, Eastern time. Again, the order of play is not quite out, but that should be tomorrow. I think the earliest time has been five, maybe six in the morning. Eastern. Uh, I want it. I want it to be before I wake up. That's better. Then I don't sweat it. So, all right. Well, <laughs> either way, I'll bet it either way, and we'll catch you guys tomorrow.